listeners, just a friendly reminder, Mom and Dad are Stoned is not a show intended for little ears, because I say bad words. A lot. Ah. Uh, <laughs> this is what's going on in Dave's opinions. <laughs> I only read the second half of that joke, I didn't... <laughs> Go ahead, continue. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking comedian, is what you are. (laughs) What's up, podcast listeners? You are listening to Mom and Dad Are Stoned, a podcast about responsible cannabis use. I am the Stoner Mom from thestonermom.com and the Stoner Mom on YouTube. And as always, I'm here with my wonderful husband, David. He grows all of my medical cannabis because I have a black thumb. Your thumb is brown. It's not black. We are husband and wife, parents to four kids, and legal medical users in the great state of Blalorado. Blalorado is exactly what I was thinking. Oh, let's let's talk the whole time like stoners. No, we're not going to talk like stoners. In the great state of Colorado. I do love that welcome to colorful Colorado sign. How many are there? Are there one like on the way? There's just two. There, I know, I've seen the one. Okay, but no. Remember, because we've gone when we go to Texas, we go I seventy. I know, and I would see one when I come back into town from Laramie. Oh well, then there are definitely multiples. Those, yeah, there's multiples. Mm-hmm. It's a cool little sign. It is, and it looks exactly the same as the other one. Oh yeah, and it is colorful here. Well, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Are you smoking marijuana right now, or did I, you? I am busted. I just busted a fat dab, which what, is why what, I sound a little. What kind of? What is it that you got there? I have no idea. My husband keeps coming home with <laughs> more and more concentrates. You know what it is, baby. It's their prices. It's a good deal. And it's like, well, I'm over here. I might as well swing around to the old dispensary and pick up some. Is it really that convenient for you? <laughs> when I go down to get my kids for any reason, if I go early, why? I mean, it's right there. Why not? So what are we talking about today? Well, today we are talking about dispensaries. Oh, okay. You're like, what? <laughs> what? That's I love this. not what you told me five minutes ago. That's okay. I like talking about it. I'll talk, honey, I'll talk about anything. Well, we are going to talk a, a little bit just about dispensaries, give everyone a refresher about how they work, what goes on. Um, but specifically, we're going to talk about like etiquette at the dispensary because there is a certain topic that you and I have been talking about recently. That's what we're going to talk about. We are also going to be answering some questions from you guys and we have some other things new dumbass segments. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the fuck to say. I think the new dumbass segments are just fine. They're hilarious. Um, And I'm going to get nice and stoned so that by the time we get to our new dumbass segments... Yeah, and you'll be hello- you'll be laughing to the dumbass segment. <laughs> I'll be so obnoxious, people will turn off. No, they won't. Okay. And now we're back. Okay. So, here's why this came into my brain. How you doing, David? I'm doing you great. Right? 
Yeah, I just had, I was looking at Snorty Pig down here. Well, um, the reason I wanted to talk about etiquette was just because of this recurring thing that keeps happening. <laughs> Discussion. Yeah, it does. Okay, so I want you to first explain the place that you have been going recently that we love. Okay. Um, and buying pot at. Do I say it's name or not? It's you can if you want to. I mean, I don't. I've you've been there. I haven't. Okay. So this place I've been going to recently is a straight up hardcore medical marijuana place that has the growing facility attached to it. Okay. So when you pull up into the parking lot, there is a. Is that illegal? Not no. No, not, it's not. No. I'm sorry. Um. So when you pull up, there's a gate that's always open, but it can lock. Okay. But it's always open, and there is a security guard sitting at a top, like a little room when you drive into the place. Yeah. So if you get there, like you're going to um, Fort Knox, a nice neighborhood. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Where there's never anybody in the fucking booth. So you, there is nobody ever in this booth unless you go on a Friday morning when all the super medical patients go, and then those super medical patients have to go to the little security guard house and sign up and put their name on a list for a lottery to see who gets to go in first and start buying their stuff. These are the people who can buy more than two ounces of weed at a time because Because they have serious medical conditions like cancer. Okay. And they bring in, um, their exit bags are like little coolers. Only they're made out of that ripstop stuff. It's like they're big. Okay, so you go in there, and then when you walk in, this is not, there's no recreational at all. So it's, it's set up kind of like a normal dispensary. They'll let you go in two at a time if there's two bud tenders there. And they have, like, a glass case. Okay. And um, they have the giant bins of plastic bins of weed, and they're just sitting right there, and you go, let me see that. And then um, they bring it out, and they, like, look let you look at it. And then um, they measure off however much you want. You can only you the minimum you can buy is one ounce. Okay, you can't buy a quarter ounce or anything like that. It's an ounce. Um, but the ounce there is a hundred dollars, which is so great. So it's right on, and it's amazing weed because it is medical marijuana. It's really good weed. And they don't. They have like rotating strains. They probably have six strains year round that they just rotate constantly. Okay. So, but they're great strains. They have a wide variety, and they sell concentrates and all other stuff there. So, when you buy your stuff, since this is not a place that makes money off people, they're there to service the community by selling weed. They have, their packaging is like not jars. You get a plastic oh, bag right. of weed sealed up. Their concentrate stuff, like their wax, is um, in like that bleached white wax paper, yep. as opposed to the brown paper. It's just like. You need, you're supposed to, like, put your weed away properly right. when you get home. Right. So they're not – I guess, like, I didn't say that correctly. I, okay, what I should say is since this isn't a place that's retail, they're catering to medical people. Like, you're getting your weed – it's not packaged, like, with marketing materials. It's, like, a Ziploc bag full of an ounce of weed measured out in front of you. So when I – Exit the place, there's always a tip jar there, and they're asking, there's like tips. And I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't just buy a latte. I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not at a restaurant. I'm like, you know, come on, why a tip? I don't, I don't know, I don't ever tip. And then I leave. 
and I talk to you about it. And what do you think about it? Well, I think you don't tip because subconsciously long ago I like said don't tip. But um, the reason I think we shouldn't be tipping at specifically a medical place like that is because um, you're supposed to think of it as a pharmacy, as medical care. You know, I mean, these are people that have a thing from the state, you know, that says they can do this, they can buy this. And um, I think of the dispensary, well, the medical marijuana dispensary as a pharmacy, right? Right. Because it's medicine. People are going there that have some sort of state designated illness that is allowing them to shop there. And therefore, I think it's weird that there's an expectation at that one place. Is it, have you seen that at more than one place? Yes, I've seen it at every dispensary I've been to. There are people in prison right now for having a substance on them that I can grow and am growing right now in my house, okay? And as long as shit like that is going on, like the cannabis state in America is not okay, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Colorado especially, but I mean every place that's legalizing needs to be... um using a lot of care and thought and class and people are so hardcore about the laws about it can be here and here and it can't be here and you can't you know like you can't leave the place without a fucking stupid bag that you paid fucking three dollars for or whatever and like like they can be that specific and like demand so much like i think that they cannot have a fucking tip jar do you know what i mean i do and i mean (laughs) i feel like I think it's offensive to the fucking person that is, like, ancient and has no fucking hair and is rolling into that joint. Like, are we demanding tips from them? That's not cool. So if that place is paying their bud tenders um, some wage that makes it a requirement that they need tips for them to, like, all get by, that's a problem. And Something tells me that none of those places are fucking hurting for money. No. Plus, they have to jump through incredible hoops to become a bud tender. Yes. So it's not like people are coming in off the street like, I'm going to be a bud tender. I'm going to get paid $4 an hour and I have to live off tips. That is not how it is. You need to know what you're doing. And you have to, I mean, you go through like a a process with the state. You have to list off all of the markings on your body. You like sign away all sorts of privacy rights um, to the state. That's what bud tenders do to get their job. So I think that they are really, uh, you know, I don't like that they are putting tip jars out there. I think instead the community needs to demand that people are paid properly. So people, bud tenders need to be paid like, um, like a pharmacist, like, like, like enough because they, you gotta offset the pain in the ass of giving away a ton of your personal privacy to the fucking government. Okay? That's worth something, you guys. You it shouldn't is. be living off tips. No, you shouldn't. They should be paying you more. Okay? They should be. Especially if you're like one of the ones that 
isn't like stoned the whole time or you're like stoned but like you're like me and you you can't ever tell it's you can true. tell can you ever tell when i'm stoned? only when you're way stoned and i tell you that I'm stoned. yeah i can tell but so anyway know- that's my argument for that what do you think of that i agree i think i'm right i think if you really look at it with compassion that you will err on my side but i'm not in the industry so i truly have no idea um I don't either. I think it's discriminatory um, to, like, the ill, which is, like, you know, like, there's, like, the Disabilities Act and all of that stuff. Like, the idea of tipping, like, what? Did he give you better weed? Did he give you more weed? Did he, like, was he super generous with his weighing? Like, why? You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. And, I mean, the people that are fucking sick, they don't have money. No. They're going there for a reason. Exactly. Yeah, I just think it starts to get into a very, like, iffy legal territory. I agree. When, when you are... Do you do you bribe your pharmacist I mean, to get p- of, extra pills or something, exactly. you know? Exactly. Like, Give me just, an extra you don't, fucking you just whatever don't. it's called. I mean, you don't tip your doctor. You don't... They're, right? Am I wrong, there's people? A, there's a reason you don't tip your doctor. Exactly, or... you guys. And it protects everybody. Right. And so, I mean, it. I totally do not think that butt tenders are not worthy of money or a no salary. One's that. No I one's don't think that. that they should be um, taking jobs where they have to rely on tips. And I don't think that any of them are. Or maybe they are because I don't know what they're actually paying. I just Maybe I, they're paying like a fast food joint or something. Maybe they are. But you know what? The amount of nonsense you have to go through to get that job. That's not cool. I mean like. So I guess if you don't tip, then you're punishing the bed tenders who can't do anything about it. That's what the argument would be. Do you know what I mean? When I'm seeing it as you guys don't tip because we're saying with our money – our consumer money, right? Like, no, we're not going to accept this. This is a brand new industry. This is, you know, yeah. new here. So, no, going forward, we don't right. want to freaking tip right. when we have our hair falling out from chemo. Right. Okay? If you collectively don't tip, the person that you're punishing is the bed tender who's taking the job that has a, lo- you know, a dumb salary. Where they feel the need to put out a tip jar. Do you know what I'm saying? I do, but <clears throat> I guess there's a lot of other easier to get jobs that pay probably more money than. If you're at the point where you, you jump through all the crazy, crazy hoops to get this job to get paid nothing, well, I'm sorry, you know, you're in it for the wrong reasons then. It's really the dispensary owners, you know, yeah, it's like on. on you guys. It's on you. You know, not me. Like if I was the dispensary owner, I would be like, hell no, you will never put a fucking sticker on my car. You will because I'm a classy lady. OK, you guys, you all know that. I know. And um, we're not going to have a freaking tip jar when we're serving the fucking ill. No. When I go by shoes. These people just all need a mama to walk in yeah. these places and be, and be like, like what? what are you thinking? They're, this is rude. Have you, I will bring my Miss Manners book and. <laughs> like hold it like this. Like that's like an Asian lady enjoy like holding that thing. That's you with your book. You know my daughter? I tell her, use your horses. She went very quickly this way. <laughs> 
What was that lady's name? Lindo. I love her. And yeah, it's because of you. And, <laughs> and that Lindo. white guy that the daughter's dating calls her Linda. <laughs> When he's not putting soy sauce on her fucking food. <laughs> Joy Luck Club. We watched Joy Luck Club. I made, we, I introduced my uh, husband to Joy Luck Club. I've seen it before, but you reintroduced me to it. But he, you, you saw it in the theater like years ago. I did. And I, I liked it. as a young Asian woman, <laughs> a young, I've seen powerful it Asian woman. many, 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 many times and also read the book. And Good. also all of Amy Tan's books. You know what I learned from that movie? And I follow you know, her on social media. You know what I learned from that and movie? And she's a kooky lady. What? Highest quality. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> um, so as I said, we don't really know what we're talking about. We're just kind of talking out of our asses right now. If you're in the industry, if you're a bud tender, if you're a person that smokes weed and you tip every single time. Um, get on our Facebook page. Let us know. Or it's mom and dad are stoned, by the way. Or you can email yeah. us. This could be controversy. So. I mean, like there might be like some heated debates, or no one no, will say anything. You know why? <laughs> well, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be crickets. But I will say that um, this is Listen not this. about money. This is about our fucking freedoms okay it's about the law it's about your civil rights to have basic safe access to a natural substance that saves people's lives that's what it's about it's not about tipping your fucking bud tender it's not about going downtown and having like if it's like a smoking like dope place you know what i mean like if it was like a smoking bar or something awesome like that fucking yes tip away but not when you're serving the public that is fucking ill and had to go to state regulated places to get deemed as fucking ill like don't make them tip that's just not cool that's not the precedent we need to be setting that's not what cannabis legalization is about okay and rant Okay, let's get back to this Q&A, part two. Electric Boogaloo. Hi, Stoner Mom. I'm a Stoner Mom, too. And I thought I would reach out to you because I just plain need a bit of help regarding cannabis and vacation. When you go on vacation out of state where cannabis isn't available, do you go through any withdrawals? If so, how do you deal with that? I can't sleep without cannabis, so it makes vacation difficult. Just thought I would pick your brain. I tend to dread vacation, and that's not fair to my kids. I feel the same freaking way. I, like, well, I feel I kind of less that way now. Like that last time in Texas, I was, like, pretty even keel. And I was vaping, I know, but I mean, it was significantly less than my my daily ratio, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so here are my thoughts on this. First of all, I say bring your weed. What? We did. We did. Um, I mean, when we have a whole show about that. We have a show about it. I mean, you can say that that's controversial. I think it's... Um, 
civil disobedience. So there you go. Yeah. I feel that I'm not going to be frightened by the TSA that are not police. Yeah. Okay? That's how I feel. So <laughs> if you just Google that, traveling with cannabis, flying with cannabis, like things will come up. Probably yeah. at least one thing that I wrote. But also other stuff. And you will see and read through things and you'll see that so many people are saying so not a big deal, dude. You know, also. It's so completely not a big deal. And if you're so totally and utterly freaked out by it, get a, um edible. Get a those candy bar things. Well, what I was going to say is if you absolutely just cannot, will not do it, can't bring it. Um, Wait, no, sorry. If that's too scary, like edibles, I was going to say, yeah. get a G-Pen yeah. and bring wax because um, concentrates are like so, why am I showing you this? Like, I get this, baby. <laughs> Put that closer to the microphone. There we go. Can you all see it up there? <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm like demonstrating to him yeah you are i'm like oh, i was like get a g-pen and i grabbed okay, a g-pen <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry okay get a g-pen <laughs> but no what i'm saying is um concentrates if you use those if you use like wax or shatter you know what i'm talking about it's very easy i mean nobody can find it nobody. put it in your lip balm, like one of those Burt's, yeah. Burt's Bees or a Carmex. I mean, well, nobody will ever, oh God, ever, ever, a, ever know. That's a great idea. Um, that's my wax. The it, ones that I, if I got, was traveling with wax, I would just keep it in the um, flat container that the dispensary gives me and slide, because it's like a business card, and I would slide it in my wallet with my cards and stuff. Yeah, no one's going to know. I mean, they really want. It's ridiculous. Um, so if you're gonna do that, you gotta find a way to use your concentrate when wherever you are. And so there are lots of different options. Um, the G pen is the only thing I have, and I adore it. It's pretty cool, actually. I'm impressed by it. It's really amazing. It's been really impressing all of us. Okay. So what's the other thing you could do? My other idea is if just you really do not want to travel with any of that. Um, then I think you should start to treat it as a tolerance break with capital letters, like like an event, rather than like, oh, God, I'm going to go on this thing and I'm dreading it because I'm not going to have this. I think way, way beforehand, months beforehand, you start thinking in a different way, such as I'm going to find some backup way to cope. I'm going to kind of get used to that. Maybe it's valerian tea. May, that's that tea that fucking tastes like, like Val valerian steel like horse ass <laughs> is what it tastes like it's so bad it's valerian know. root it's from valeria hi do the, do the not, people do the makers of the tea speak high valerian game of thrones oh. it's a fucking oh. plant herb i don't know something i thought it was steel oh well, it stinks so bad it has nothing it's not that it's a flower <laughs> i <know. laughs> Oh my god! Someone, someone right now. It's like it's a root. Yeah, it's I know. Okay. okay, it's the thing that makes it's that stuff that you know you can take. You can take it in pills, you guys. Yeah. And, and what I used does it to buy do? Those. Um, it makes people drowsy. Okay. So there's valerian tea. Um, there's like I think there's some in like sleepy time tea, and there's also like cap capsules like 
just wherever like you would buy like vitamin B or whatever. Mm. Um, and the it does taste, it smells so bad. It's Yuck. really nasty. You can pretend like it's a drug though and, and you're pills, taking a brand new drug. Yeah, be like... <laughs> You this just gotta get used to so it, dude. At the end of these four days, get you fucked up at all. But you know, it, you might hallucinate that you're tired and fall oh. asleep. All I'm saying is because it tastes so terrible, you want to pass out. Okay, so treat it more like a tolerance break. Like this yeah. is going to be an event that is good for me because when I get home, I will have a new respect and um, with for cannabis. A new relationship with cannabis, and when I use it, I will be so fucking stoned, dude. Like so stoned for, for like four days. Yeah. Like not stoned for four days, but like for for like four days. You'll feel every like, time what? you get high, you'll be like, "Whoa, man, this is great." This is like when I was young or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's so right. You got to plan out your life, you guys. You do. And if you're going on vacation and you don't have weed, you got to plan how you're not going to scream You got to reprogram your brain. You know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, that takes work. It's not, you know, if you're going to be in the complete. So she also, she was asking about withdrawals. Mm. Um, I don't go through withdrawals, I don't think. I don't. No, because you got other stuff on your mind. Like, I got to take care of my kids. Oh, my gosh. Is my family? My mom and dad are here or something, you know. Those are the occasions where, like, I'm not smoking, basically. It's, like, something like that. Like, traveling with my kids. And, like I said, I do. The anxiety outweighs the withdrawal. No. Well, and it also outweighs, like, the desire to do anything. Like, you can't, like, pay me to go outside and fucking get stoned at that moment. Right. Like, I'm just. Yeah. I mean, your husband might make she's margaritas not, out of Capri Sun, though. Homegirl's talking about vacation. Yeah. Oh, so, right. yeah, um, but with your kids, like. If you are, you know, worried about withdrawals during your trip, I would say drink a lot of water. Yeah. You know? Alcohol. Mm. Oh, yeah, don't drink a lot of oh, alcohol. Oh, you know, that might be a good cup. But maybe she doesn't drink for a reason. Yeah. Well, I think um, you gave two incredibly good alternatives gin and tonics yeah that's a good night night (laughs) recipe yeah i mean in a pinch okay this um subject was what was it like to tell your parents what (laughs) i assume your families know about your cannabis use because of the website but maybe not (laughs) i moved to cali recently and got a medical id my parents came to visit me this week i decided to show them at separate times that i had an id now i'm glad now that both of them know that i do i'm not sure what i was expecting but they hardly reacted so that was cool you know, haha, they're really into church, so you never know. Haha. Um, and that email made me laugh yeah. because, um, man, my parents don't know. They don't. I mean, they might know and, and still not yeah. know. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> they might have, like, seen it even with their eyes and just don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm looking at. Mm, let's not look at it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what it means. Like, yeah. like they're not going to be on Twitter. They're not going to be. <laughs> Do you think they know? Um, I think my mom probably She's knows, on- but doesn't really know. Yeah. Because my mom is. Um... <laughs> is what? 
Well, she's Filipino and is awesome. Is what she's awesome and a great cook, but she, you know, I don't think she knows what. I don't think she yeah. saw my Facebook page and was like, "Oh, Kathy's an activist for yeah. <laughs> cannabis." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I what I mean? That, yeah. I don't think that that connection, like, no, like no. there wasn't really even a thought. Like maybe at at the worst, it was, oh my god, my daughter is so crazy like always look away look away <laughs> doing something else and now it's been six hours and i forgot yeah. done so i haven't talked to my parents so um i have the impression that you are younger than i i don't know why because nothing in your indicated <laughs> that but you just imagined something <laughs> i was all like well, little girl, you see. Yeah, she's like, oh, <laughs> when when I okay, like I said, I made this change to the cannabis world later. You know, I I was already a mom. I've already separated from my parents. Like, I'm been You're independent. I had divorced someone. <laughs> yeah. I bought more than one house. Like, yeah. I'm a grown up. So when I made the change, so. I personally, as an adult, I don't feel the need to share what I don't want to share with my parents. That's like, I don't need to. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what something I feel like a lot of young people, like young adults that are like adults, you got to get out of that mindset, you know? Because I think that really holds a lot of people back from just kind of living free, especially because a lot of parents get so much more chill when they're older. So it's like you might be hiding and holding back and lying for really no reason, you know, because your parents are so like crazy senile now anyway. Yeah. And like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. My Now, my family knows and they don't care. They think it's awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, so David's family doesn't count because... He's older than me. His parents are deceased. Um, and so it's just different. Like, there's not like, I don't have like a mother in law right, right. looming over me and judging me. What are you doing? Time. Believe me, I know what that feels like. Yeah. And I've lived that life. And I did not share any of my personal stuff. No. So, yeah, I love my parents a lot. And that does not mean. That I feel the need to Worry share about, crap. Yeah. It's like when you tried to watch Game of Thrones with them. Oh my god! You just can't. It's not fun. No. I'm not gonna share this with them. It's not fun. No. They don't want me to. I don't want to. I would love to help my mother because she has arthritis. Yeah. Um, but I would never do that without being asked by my father. Yep. So there you go. Dad. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the gauntlet has yeah. been laid. <laughs> In case you're somehow listening to this podcast and are a secret fan. Like, if he, like, stumbled for... I don't think he knows what a podcast is. I don't think he has the time to right. listen to a podcast. Oh, he doesn't. I mean, I think he would rather, like have diarrhea than have to listen to me on his speakers yeah. cursing and talking about weed for an hour. <laughs> really? Like, no mm. thanks. <laughs> so anyway, and we're the type of family where it's like, if they found out, like, 
whatever, next time I see you will be in six months. And let's just not talk about that. We're not going to talk about it. Okay, well, there you go. There, answer to question number two. So, anyway, um, props to you for telling your parents. I think that's awesome that and awesome. brave and badass. And um, see, your your mom has tried a gummy. Come on, man. My mom hasn't tried a gummy. It's just different. Just a, everybody's different. Yeah. But there you go. But that's my situation. So, there you go. There you You want to know what's going on in my grow? <laughs> yeah, what's going on in there? Well, I harvested some weed. That probably has been impregnated by some stupid headband boy plant. So I'm kind of upset about this. The, the biggest, most gigantic monster. I posted pictures of it. It looks gorgeous. It's huge. It's like easily several ounces, okay? But guess what? I know. I noticed as it was drying that some of it has seeds in it, and it was right next to a headband plant that started becoming a boy, and I yanked it out of the grow room as quickly as possible, but not quick enough. Oh, that's so, so the good news is, is uh, I've got two other plants, but they're not as impressive, but that's okay. My veg tent is ready to flip over to flower because, you know, hydro is so fast, so I'm going to do that. And uh, then I guess I got to start the cycle all over again and find some new little baby seeds to grow. But now I'm leery of my seed bank. I feel like it has boy seeds in it. I know. Because I specifically bought feminized seeds from this one dude. And it's like, oh, these aren't feminized. fucking not. So anyway. But the good news is I got some. If this. Well, obviously it, it it's half seed. We have got we have created a strain of headband crossed with white rhino. So what should we call it? Head rhino, <laughs> rhino band. Anyway, we'll come up with something. Um, and then we have an outdoor grow going on, which I reorganized everything in there. Like they're beautiful. Some of them are six feet tall, looking amazing. I think they're all <laughs> girls. I'm believe me, I check fucking obsessively. Because that's the gorgeous plants out there. So anyway, that not a lot to report. I hope everybody's doing out there with your grows are doing really well. We've had some people emailing, which is nice. And I keep it up, send me your pictures, ask questions, whatever. But you guys are all awesome. And that's all, that's all I got this week, baby. Okay? <laughs> um... That's what's going on in Dave's Grove. I never get tired of that. <laughs> <laughs>straight talk oh, this is straight talk welcome to straight talk <laughs> okay here this is what straight talk is. okay <laughs> <laughs>
going to give you some straight talk right now. You are? I am. Okay, what is it? Because I'm not going to read whatever you've done. That's fine. I didn't write about it. Okay. About the thing. So what is it? Um, Why are we doing this? Okay, so David is 13 years older than me. Yeah. He actually, you know, has a job. He works. I work. He... And he's busy and he has kids. Um, he doesn't have time to read a ton of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like he reads the news and all of that. He does not exactly keep up with current social pop, media culture. But like pop culture type stuff. I don't. Um, right? I mean, he watches shows with me and he knows a lot of actors, but not knows. I know them personally. He yes. knows them personally. George Clooney Just and Brad Pitt are my best friends. <laughs> so I don't, I don't even know. Okay, so listen. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> there are many times in our relationship yeah. where I have had to like really explain something really stupid. Like just awful to explain to him <laughs> just in order for us to then like like make fun of it basically. Right. So it's like <laughs> You gotta catch me up to speed. I gotta catch him up to speed. I don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes I'm literally telling him like years of like celebrity gossip. Right. 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 And then like leading up to a moment and then blood out. And right. like I can't tell him about the moment right now without him understanding the backstory. Right. So um I don't I, know the backstory. So I like to Torture me. <laughs> I like to talk really stilted and horribly and slowly to tell him things. Because it's like I can't hear so well, I guess. And I'm It's because I'm a Dolly girl. And I don't understand things. Sometimes the straight talk is like yeah. something that I'm actually just obsessing over. Okay. And you know, because I tend to obsess over certain topics like yeah. Japanese horror film plots, but not the actual films because that would be too scary to watch. So I said I have to read all of this and then analyze them, and and then like yes, and like space exploration and futurology, yeah, and things that are scary that scare us, and the ocean sometimes, and um, a lot of disaster things and death, a lot of history death. Um, I'm just into that kind of stuff. And so when I want to share that kind of stuff with my man, I got to bring him up to speed. You got to tell me sometimes what I'm missing out. Straight talk is the portion of mom and dad are stoned where the stoner mom tells David about something and he learns it. <laughs> I'm going to learn it yesterday, right here. <laughs> yesterday was the VMAs. I taught him a little mini lesson about Britney Spears's VMAs whatever because it had been what since 2007 he didn't know 2007 or 6 whatever six. doesn't matter 5 it was not 5 7 it was 6 or 7 it was 7 because it was 9 years there you go bitch so anyway um like he had seen it 9 years ago but yeah, we but weren't I'm... together 9 years ago he didn't remember it and like he didn't even you know think about it or whatever but to moi, right, and to many other girls out there just like me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Britney Spears is a icon. She is like my age. She has two kids. I birthed two kids. Yeah, you're Britney Spears. And like, 
I was in high school, you know, when she was like not going to high school <laughs> and instead dancing around in midriff things. Like I love Britney Spears. And when she freaking had that meltdown, I was right there, like freaking feeling it with her. Like, and we all were. She was calling you, talking to you about it. She didn't get hate as much as she got like, oh my God, look at this. Dang. Are you going to be okay, Brittany? Yeah. Like a lot of, just, just a lot of concern. Yeah, <laughs> Very cool. vocal concern. So anyway, so that was yesterday's lesson. And that yeah. was all so that we could together watch the newest performance. Yeah. Because I was so excited to watch it and I wanted him to watch it with me and I wanted him to remember the last time and why this is a big deal. Um, and how she's like, you know, the face and a face of MTV and it's just, and the VMA specifically. And she yeah. did like all sorts of moves that were like so classic Britney on the VMAs. And it was wonderful for any Britney Spears fan to yeah, see it was good. her looking so fine and 34. Looking good. I'm 33, not 32, which is what I thought I was today. But yeah. I'm not. We had to do some math and look at calendars. I have not been since February. So. <laughs> I know yeah. when your birthday is. I just forgot how old you were until I had to think about it for a couple minutes. I Well, I took out my phone and I put 2016 minus 1983 <laughs> equals 33. And I was like, there. That is how old I am. Today, I want to teach you about another VMA moment that happened. Okay. And it was Drake. Okay. Drake. I like Drake. So basically... Canadian Drake. The, the VMAs were definitely about Beyonce, but Rihanna <coughs> received the Video Vanguard Award, which is just some dumb Ooh. award where they, like, show, like, all your shit. And, like, you Good know, she does... Like some crazy medley performance yeah. of all sorts of crazy shit and, you know, looking amazing and doing really well. Right. Obviously. Very, very proud moment. So a couple, few days ago, Drake put a huge billboard out. Okay. That said in yeah. horrible cursive. Yeah. So think of like a big black billboard and okay. in horrible cursive. It says like. Congratulations, Rihanna. Love Drake. <laughs> okay. Like, Was this picture on it? No, it's just cursive writing, like white cursive writing. Like love the people from I don't know something. Her label, him, and Drake, and Drake. It was Drake. Drake did it. Okay. And everyone kind of laughed at it because it's like very Canadian. Damn, girl, Drake really likes you. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Okay, so now, He likes her. So now they have been romantically linked. They've dated. They have? They've known each other for a very long time. So anyway. Are they dating now? No. Oh. So shut up. <laughs> okay. So now, um, so at the VMAs last night. Uh -huh. Drake. Drake presented the, the, award? the award to Rihanna. Wow. And he fucking gave this long ass speech and it was like one of those speeches that did it go on too long was it horrible that any that a lot of girls out there have probably received it's like a little too long 
it's a little too flattering. You're not there. Like, they're somewhere and you're not there. Like, they're, like, really feeling something that you're not exactly feeling. Right. Okay, so Drake, like... And he does this publicly and then he says, she's... She's wonderful. She's magnificent. I'm saying this like that podcast. She's whatever. She's wonderful. Blah, 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 blah. She's someone I've been in love with since I was 22 years old. Okay. And like Twitter. What? The internet blew up. Okay. Right. But we're not done yet. And so. Did he propose to her? That's what like people were like getting their phones out waiting for him because it sounded like he was going to propose. Wow. And. Um, then he like turns to give her the award and he leans in with those lips and he's going in for the kiss and she does a crazy maneuver and her face during his speech looks uncomfortable. Okay. Not super pleased. And then she denies this kiss. And Does so she like turn her head and she, cheek him? She Give she him totally cheek? cheeks him, okay. and she also curves her body. Like I'm away. getting, I'm running away, um, Drake. Yeah. What did they've Drake, been on videos together? What did know? Drake do? Did he start well, crying? Well, he had to like walk off. I mean, it's her moment now. So anyway, I look. I'm just an old person that did not watch. The VMAs. I only read these things in, you know, the write-up in the New York Times the day after. <laughs> Holy mackerel. And, okay, um, then what? But the tweets have been hilarious, and I've been loving them. And you know how every time a Drake moment happens, the internet has to have, like... They have to make fun of him and make memes or whatever. There have to be wonderful memes right? constantly, <laughs> and, and I love it so much. And when it was Hotline Bling... juxtaposed with Hillary Clinton's um, (laughs) investigation. That was my favorite. Because that was like just, okay, too many things. All right. Anyway, um, some of the, oh, man. So, oh, God. It's like he he got her neck. Do you want to see it? It's right here. Get over here. He got, it's like he was like trying to suck her blood, man. She's like rolling her eyes. Uh, thank you. Leave now. Please. Thank you. You're such a sweet guy. You're not touching my lips. No. Oh my god. Sure. He came in like this in slow motion. He kind of like, oh, what was that move? Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Some of the funny tweets have been hilarious. Why is it, why does he do this kind of stuff? Let's pinpoint the moment his dreams die. <laughs> Here. <laughs> One girl said. <laughs> Drake just sent a hundred and eighty-seven character text, and she wrote back K. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was her. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. Okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, that he got put in the friend zone. Yeah. In front of everyone. What do you think? I think that Drake is like, um, I don't know. I mean, remember when that one chick said, like, she was like, Drake is horrible, Drake is ugly, and then she was like... Oh, my God, what is her name, that crazy lady? That lady. So, like, back then, Drake was like, everybody was like, Drake is so awesome, right? But now... She said, 
Rihanna said that wasn't funny to him on the stage. Oh, what? Do you think he was trying to be funny? So, I don't know. It's like, are they together? Like, is he being a jerk, like over jerk, but they're really together and they love each other or something? And she's like, so like not wanting to be public because there's, she wants to be super private about it. Maybe. I don't know. The poor lady has. She's got a banging ass and she tells everyone they're just friends and he's like, you know, we're together. So maybe he just seems like the type of guy that every girl knows in high school. (laughs) I'm not kidding. He is that guy. But why does he keep messing up, man? I mean, like. It is. It's because he he's Canadian. He's a Canadian lady. He does. He, unfortunately, I'm sorry, rapper uh, from Canada. There will be a fly ass Canadian rapper. Well, she does not need to be a Hip, rapper. Hip hop lady. But it's complete, <laughs> counterpart. I, yeah, I, it's like I don't think anyone should be with Rihanna. Like she's from like a you know crazy island. She, there's no rules with that hurt. There's no rules. She needs, like, a Dothraki... Dude. Dude. Okay. Anyway, and that was Straight Talk. That was good. I learned you all learned about that. You learned the new... I, I would never have known what that is. And then I'll tell you what would have happened. Like, two weeks from now... Yes. I would have been like, happen. hey, honey, what the hell? Why are all these people doing this thing with Drake and the kissing? I don't understand. And then you would have had to, like, go back in time and explain it to me. Okay. So, for, like... Many years. First of all, so, that like, happened his, so long ago. His speech was like super long, baby. It was like, I love you so much. Gross. <laughs> he really went in slow, too. Like, he was like hovering into her. I love you forever. I'm going She's to wrap this invisible blanket around you. Is what he's looking like he's going to do. What do we think of her? Uh, well, I don't know. I, don't I like love her. Closing time Open all the doors And let you out Into the world Closing time Turn all of the lights on TV time It's time. It's TV time, right? Time to talk some TV Talk, talk some TV, TV time You okay, know what? It's time to dab is what it is It's time I'm to like, Okay, can I talk about TV time while you're doing that? Do it. Okay, so TV time this week, we're going to talk about a little show called The Night Of. It's not called The Night Of, is it? It's called The Night Of. So, we watched the season finale of The Night Of last night. And also, we kind of like talked about this a little bit last week, but what did you think? I mean, like, I thought that the ending was good. Like, I, I was like wondering the whole time... Oh, first of all, spoilers, everyone. But, I mean, whatever. whatever. Sorry. We don't, um, do that. we don't do that. It's like tipping. <laughs> no, we tip. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we don't have to go there. I was, I'm, that's all out. I'm not going to talk about that. <coughs> so, um, I, I was wondering, like, how are they going to bring this to a close? I mean, like, they haven't discovered who killed the lady. If anybody... Um, the guys like in the trial, the trial, I mean, like I was trying to figure out how they were going to do it, but they did it. They did it great. They really did it. Um, there was, they did figure out who did it. Um, they didn't, the trial, they did their closing arguments and it was a mistrial. 
because the jury could not figure out. Yeah, they were gridlocked. <coughs> they were like it's six four six against or whatever. It's and so, um, during the season finale of the night of, the thing that I liked the most was when they did find out it was deadlocked. Mm-hmm. And um, they asked the they were like, "We can't do it, y'all, Your Honor." And then then he was like, "Hey, DA lady." It's your call. Do you want to have another trial or what do you want to do? And she kind of like this lady who I don't know about you, but I hated her. Like, you know, I mean, she was doing her job, but she was just such a strange character. And then you're, she's looking at her and then she's like, no, I don't need another trial. And then it's like mistrial. You're free to go. And then boom, he can leave. He's done. He's it's over. I liked that that lady and then the detective guy who found the actual killer, I like how she went to him and was like, let's go get this real killer. Do you remember? That was the coolest thing. What about you? What do you think? Okay, what I didn't like about the final episode, Yeah. I thought it was um, maybe too tidy. Um, and then the end, do you know what I mean? Like, I kept saying what was happening what was going to happen and then it would happen like that second but after did you, you know, know he mean? was going to have a mistrial yes did you know that the guy who actually did it did you know that guy did it which guy the finance guy no i did not know he did it i didn't either but i mean they revealed that pretty i mean that wasn't at yeah the that end. was no that was in the middle yeah so um like towards the but with like regards to the main character yeah you know and like Nas and whether or not he's gonna get off like from the trial onward I felt like I knew everything that was gonna happen you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and when they weren't like showing the jury really to viewers it's like then they're gonna make it like yeah because they kept saying like no word like the first day they were like no word and everybody was like surprised like oh I thought he'd be guilty instantly so anyway it just felt like almost like to whatever i liked it i liked the acting i thought the guy what's his name the old man he was a john Turturro. okay i guess he's a famous actor yes he's been in many spike lee <laughs> movies but he's also been in many adam sandler movies oh my God, he's okay. also been in a lot of coen brother movies so okay, he's sorry. Like, he's done more good acting than horrible acting well he was not horrible or anything no. he was very good but his character was gross was gross Super his character gross. was so gross and like i would get out of bed and leave the room when he had certain scenes and go take a shower yeah. literally because i was like i don't want to sit here and watch this guy with this freaking skin disorder like rub himself and all sorts of shit and be miserable and unhappy and now have sex with this woman and like it's not fun for the viewer nah, i know that stuff really affects you it i just don't like it at all so i well you know what i thought was i really he just got on my bad side then like i really didn't I like him but he was a very believable gross act i mean person. i guess i feel like i never know people that are like that yucky not yucky, but just like I'm doing 
this honorable thing that is so hard to do, being like a public defender. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm also really yucky. I don't know anybody. But he, like that. but he wasn't a public defender. He was like Better Call Saul. Uh, oh, he but was Saul like successful. That's why I said, yeah, public I mean, defender. Yeah, but this guy, like, no, he well, he didn't the, have an office. They never showed his office. You're right. No, he worked from his cell phone. Remember, his whole thing was like he. Remember, on the subway, he had his like. No fee until you're free. Oh, my God. So right. They showed it all the time. And, like, his whole thing was at the end, like, someone calls him and he goes, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. It'll be 250 bucks. I only <laughs> want cash, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then he finished watching Animal Planet and heads out of there. But To go bang a escort. No, to go get that person, his new client, out oh, of sorry. jail. Okay. And his whole, his <laughs> move is, like, he just pleads. Like, he doesn't, he gets him out of jail, but for a lesser thing. So the, um, you guys, the lawyer that we're supposed to like. Be rooting for, I guess. Be rooting for. He's got like um, a severe case of eczema. Yeah. There's an eczema support group that he's a part of. And his eczema in most of the series is localized to his feet. Right. And it's gross. And there's lots of like, I mean, it's beautifully shot. So there'll be like some beautifully focus shot of his nasty feet yeah wrapped in cellophane i don't need to see that you know what that's I thought, not entertainment for me what i liked about his disease too much is what it was it was too much but it's I, not a disease I'm, or whatever babies have eczema okay I'm, it's i'm sorry i know you guys like if you had anything on your face like That'd be like horrible. You know, and you know like, the thing about it is you eczema. can never control it and you, like you thing, don't know when it's going to happen and like. The thing I liked about that whole. Do you like it when I do this? No. The thing I liked <laughs> about. You guys, I'm pulling my bottom eyelids <laughs> down with huge false lashes. I don't like it. So, <laughs> the thing I did that, that I thought was interesting about his skin disease was he was like the dirty lawyer guy. And when yeah. he tried, remember? Because like then he starts like I'm representing. This guy, and even his eczema goes away. Yeah. But then no, what, no, 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 no. His eczema does not go away when he starts representing him. No. When in the middle of the trial, when he's like representing him with that other lady, and he's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I believe in myself for a second. Then, yeah. It, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of goes away. But then when they make him do the closing argument, he has to go. He's got gloves oh on and shit, okay. and he apologizes. <laughs> you guys, okay. So now he, we're talking about the final episode. So, yeah, this guy, this gross guy uh, has, like, if I had eczema like that, like, open wound eczema, I would not be calling an escort to come have sex with me. Like, that's not the time, you guys, right? Am I right? It's not the time. Not the time. Um, But when he has to do his closing argument, that's when his, he goes full body and he's in the emergency room. So he's he's full body eczema. He's forced to, like, do his closing argument. He says that he looks like he has leprosy. Yeah. And, and he, he apologized to the jury. He's wearing gloves. And his clothes are loose fitting because his body just he was in the emergency room. He's like room col- the night covered before. in cellophane. Poor guy. And the thing is like it's like this ridiculous idea, right? Yeah. <coughs> but it's like a gritty cop show. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been a gritty cop show. And it was still a gritty cop show. When he was there, and that's why it looked so gross. And like, it was really gross. You know, he's got sores on his face, and this poor guy. But, but he gives that speech, and they. Do you know why he that happened? Why? Because he, the cat wasn't there. I agree. <coughs> Nas is the cat, and when he got his kitty back, 
But damn. Because he was nurturing that cat, but the cat lived in a cell. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And then um, when he lost hope for Nas completely, he gave the cat back to that place because he's like, I can't. Right? Yeah. And um, that's when overnight his allergies came back. Came right back hardcore. Super hardcore. It was because that cat was in the place. And um, that was cat punishment. Cat universe punishment. So anyway, you got to get back, and now I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. The other now one, I guarantee now that he sees that the cat is the cure to his, his problems I, and not the powder that he bought. Um. Now the cat is free. Yeah. Like Nas is free. Yes, because it was walking around his apartment at the end, and he looked okay. You see. See. It's acceptance. But the things about the show, which I thought would bug me, kind of. But yes. I, I know they're like metaphors for things. But when the lady who was the other lawyer made out with Nas, mm. delivers him heroin in prison through her pussy. Oh, my God. Are you really going to say that? <laughs> wow. Is that okay if I say that? I shouldn't say that. It's okay. You said that. He Should said I say it. vagina instead? Said. Delivers drugs through her vagina to Nas in prison. Why? Why did we need? Why did she suddenly fall in love with him and do all this? And I didn't get. I thought that that was like you took this character who's supposed to be on the low end in this powerful firm, and she gets a shot. And I thought the whole thing was like, hey, she's gonna like do it, but she, everything she does just fucks up. Remember? So there was that. And then there was Nas going to prison and getting all these nutty tattoos constantly on his neck and on his fingers. The guy's on trial for murder and he's like, I'm going to shave my head now. I'm going to smuggle heroin in my ass into the prison. I'm going to get a neck tattoo. I'm going to swallow heroin packets yeah. that have come from a woman's vagina that yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know her now. She's inside. And she just pulled it out. Yeah. And then he's swallowing it. Swallowing it whole. And then pooping it out. So they can do hair on in prison. So gross, you guys. So, you know. I'm sorry I went off on the other actor when there are many. Omar's in it. Scenes where I have to, like, go take a shower. Yeah, it's all gross. While you enjoy the show. Oh, my God. Now this is happening. And, yeah, he yells at me, what's happening? And I'll be like, what's going on? And I'm shaking my legs. Yeah. Well, now, um, but yeah, so all that, and then he gets out of prison, and then now what? Sure, he's free, but now he's a drug addict because the, we see him buying heroin. Yeah. Well, that's, um, I mean, that's what happens. It's like one time, and yeah. that's what his, that's what they're showing. Yeah, they're like, him. look, he went into jail, done. He, I mean, like, he came out, and now he is what we said he was going to be. And you can't stop it. Like, it's a train that just, you can't stop it. And now, I mean, he'll be back. That's what you're supposed to. Assume. That's your takeaway from that. Well, yeah, it's like the it's like the machine, the the machine. Yeah. It's like yeah. The prison system machine, the revolving door thing. Yeah. It's fucked up. So anyway, and then what was that at the end? Like when his mom and him are sitting on the bed. And then, you know, she says she loves him or something. And he goes, you thought I did it or something. And he walks up and he leaves. So does he hate his mom now? Well, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think not. No, but I think, 
I mean, I thought that was very realistic. And that's how I would have been, too. Yeah. Um, unless it was, like, clear to me that my mom didn't understand that that was, don't do that. I did like but, it when he was like, I don't, did you do it? And he was like, I don't know. I mean, do you think that he, that's why his mom was like, look, man, none of us know what's going on here. Did I raise a monster? You know what I mean? Whatever. I don't care about her. I think she failed. I think she did a bad job. She did. Anyway, anything else you want to talk about about the night of? Would you, you know, like to see? You don't it? make egg sandwiches that he can't eat. You don't bring him shirts that he can't wear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you figure out what you need to do, and you do it. Yeah. Which is smiling heroin. And if he did <laughs> terrible, terrible things. Yeah. I mean, you probably still should be there. Yeah, you got in her mom. I mean, you're his mom. Yeah. Yeah. And he got out. And then he was free. And then he didn't do it. So, um, hey, any five-star reviews this week, honey? No. There's none. But that's okay. You know what? Maybe next week there'll be some. It really helps us out a lot when you do it, so we hope that you give us a five-star review. Do you like our podcast, you guys? I know you do. I think some people do. I think a lot of people do. I hope so. You guys show us in your own special way. Go get on our Facebook page. Um, Mom and Dad are stoned. Yeah. We need some more likes on that page, please. It's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. How many likes do we I haven't even gone on because I'm embarrassed, which is not what a social media master should be doing. Right. But you see? Embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> this is real life, you guys. This is real life. We're a real podcast here. Yeah. We're the real, we're the hard we're working like blue collar podcast. Real podcast. Yeah. We're in our basement right now. Yeah. But hey, man. The dog's food is right there because yeah. we have a walkout basement. So. Yeah. If you have any questions or comments or topic requests, um, if you have any questions for David about cannabis cultivation, email us, mom at thestonermom.com, david at thestonermom.com. And you can find Mom and Dad are Stoned here on thestonermom.com, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We are supported by our generous patrons on Patreon. We've got, I've got 70 patrons. 16. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of patrons. It equals $70. Nice. Is where I said 70. That's nice. But I have 16 patrons. Nice. On, on Patreon. Thank you, patrons. You go to patreon.com forward slash the stoner mom. And I do have some pretty exciting plans. You do. That hubby knows all about. Coming around the mountain. Um, regarding, right you know, more private videos. Yeah. Not in that way. No. But like in a safe way. So in a safe way. It's your star. Not the grocery star. In a safe way so that other grown ups that smoke marijuana yeah. can um communicate with one another and, you know, not always be worried that people are gonna like go to church and be like, Oh my god. Becky, <laughs> that girl right there totally smokes marijuana. Gross. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. <laughs> Can you believe it? Do you think she does that in front of her children? Are they like, is that how they pay their rent? Oh, 
the mortgage, I mean? I've heard this. Yes. That's so disgusting. Let's get her. She needs to leave this church right now. Let's go find Luann. <laughs> <laughs> Luann is my fancy alter ego. No, that's the lady you shame as your alter ego. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. She's a fancy made up character is what she is. Yeah, she is. Okay, so, well, yeah, go pledge over on Patreon. I mean, don't, but you can. But do. <laughs> um, we, our newest patron is Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. Thank you. She's well, like, I didn't pledge for you, David. It's true. You did not. Well, you know what? What? We are one flesh. We really you are. You and I. We took those vows. That's the only thing I really kind of took from the Bible. As an atheist. That your flesh tastes well, just two, as good as mine. Exactly. That your flesh is as good as mine. And cannibalistic. And that worrying does no good. No, it doesn't do any good. And I, yeah. So there. See, I'm not a complete heathen. All no. right? No. You're not. There are lessons in there. If They're you totally dig good. beyond, you know, cruelty, misogyny, for racism. For philosophy for me. <laughs> We never looked that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. You guys, I love you, Christians out there, so bad. I that's love true. you. I do, especially if you're nice ones. Yeah, and you are. You know why? Because like two of the guys that email me a lot. Yeah. Not a lot, but semi regularly. What do you mean a lot? I'm just kidding. I don't want them to be like. I don't email her a lot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's listening with his wife. I'm just kidding. I don't even know what I was going to say. They were Christians. I have so many Christian um, followers. I'm so sorry that I talk the way I do. I just am the way I am. I think that you can see that I'm not like a, that I'm a nice, nice person. Yeah. And so that kind of resonates, you know. Yeah. Um, That's joyful and triumphant. Oh, I know all the hymns. I can sing and Baby, we all no, know. Wait, we okay, all okay. know. Okay. Um, but what I wanted to say because of this was that, you know, some people need to get into um, the Christian cannabis. Oh, no doubt. Niche. Well, you've been saying this. Um, you, you guys, for real. So um, if you're like a, a mommy blogger and you're like, I want to blog about... Being a stoner mom, but I just, I'm like, I'm not gonna, there's already a stoner mom. Now there's like more. I don't even know that there are, but I'm sure there are. Yeah. But like, um, I think that's, yeah, that's so untapped, you guys. The and, Christian stoner yeah, mom. Yeah. And there is a major um, connection, you know, between cannabis and spirituality. I mean, big time, like ancient connection, like Krishna upon murals and shit not krishna the other dude anyway whatever <laughs> smoking weed on the shiva is that a chick no the shiva is like the egyptian god of like death or some shit that's fucking kali kali <laughs> no, that's the Hindu god of death. let's stop talking theology anyway my point is there is a definite spiritual connection between cannabis uh, and yeah, whatever, whatever you got, insert God of choice. And yeah. <laughs> it's definitely something I feel at a much lesser extent. That's how I feel like when I'm really stoned and I'm with my husband and I love him so hard or like I'm really stoned so and like, 
I just feel so much for humanity or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's all. That's what cannabis connects us to a calmer and more peaceful person. And a lot, most of religions that are not, you know, nutso are like that. Yep. Promote that. Yeah. So there you go. Then that's that. Until then, be safe. Oh, until next time, be safe, be responsible, and be kind. Like a Christian. And don't be Drake. You can be Drake. Okay. He's going to sue us. Why? Am I, are we playing his music right now? I hope not. We're not. I might have to now. <laughs> so, if we got sued by Drake, that'd be the best thing that ever happened to us. We'd be on like MTV News and then everybody would subscribe to us. So come on, sue us, Drake. We're not going to say that. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time, be safe, be responsible, and be kind. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.